You're listening to Starting Up on the Agenda on Dubai Eye 103.8. With VirtuZone, business set up with no regrets. Hello there and thank you for downloading this special podcast of Starting Up in partnership with VirtuZone. On our program this week, we put the focus on small and medium-sized businesses in the wellness sector and spoke to several entrepreneurs who'd already made it big. We were joined by health coach influencer Ruba Ali to find out how she's developing her business. And Carl Darian, the founder of Flexofix, joined us in the studio. Now, he runs the Middle East's first and only one-stop shop wellness centre. Plus, our starting up success story was the incredible Joanna Angelidaki, who is the co-founder of Instashop, which sold for a whopping $360 million. She joined us in the studio to give us the secret of her success. And she described how important her failures were, as well as her successes. You're listening to Starting Up on the Agenda on Dubai Eye 103.8. With VirtuZone, business set up with no regrets. Yes, it is time for our special hour on Starting Up. We are discussing uh, all the topics that small and business owners and entrepreneurs would like to know. I am joined in the studio by the fabulous George Hojeji, the CEO of VirtuZone. Hi, George. How are you doing? How are you, Georgia? It's good to be back. George and Georgia today, that's special. I, I think it's special that the, the tag teaming, the, the two Gs, <laughs> we make something special here. We certainly do. Uh, and today we are basically putting the focus on wellness, uh, not least because Saturday the 11th is Global Wellness Day. But I couldn't help but notice uh, that basically the uh, the wellness sector does indeed seem to be booming. The market, in fact, grew to a record $4.9 trillion in 2019. While it fell down a little bit during the year of 2020, we have seen a consumer values shift. So the future of the wellness market is incredibly bright, predicted to grow 10% annually through to 2025. And in 2021, a report shared by the Corporate Wellness Dubai uh, revealed that the size of health and wellness industry right here was poised to grow by nearly 1.3 billion US dollars by just the end of this year. So if you're thinking of becoming an entrepreneur in any sector, maybe the wellness sector is the one for you. We've seen so many wellness products doing well, from collagen drinks to sleep trackers to workout memberships. And of course, all of those buzzwords that are being thrown around, uh, self-care, intermittent fasting, and all the rest of it. Now, one personality, one person who's done amazingly well in this space is Ruba Ali, uh, with nearly 2 million followers on Instagram. She's a public figure, a health coach, and of course, an entrepreneur. And most importantly, uh, she joins me and George in the studio right now. Ruba, hello. How are you? Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. It's so lovely to have you in the studio. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. Now, I know we've got loads and loads of questions for you. I'm going to start off with one and then I'm going to let George ask some uh, because I don't like to dominate the mic too much. But basically, you've worked on your entrepreneurial and fitness journey for many years. Obviously, during the pandemic, that was a a time of stasis for all of us. Did you find that people needed more guidance when it came to taking care of their health during that time? Thank you so much for asking that. I think during that time, a lot more people were waking up to their health and wellness. And more importantly, not just the physical component, but the mental component. So I believe that many people were looking for guidance and how to improve their mental well-being as well as their physical. 
Nice. And Ruba, as, as a business or as a, as a person or as a wellness provider, if you want, what, what kind of service do you provide to your clients? So for my clients, I provide e-commerce products. So I have an online subscription for workout programs, tailored nutrition guides. We do online consultations. So whether you are looking to improve your health or you're looking to become a personal trainer, you have the guidance and mentorship you need. And alongside that, I provide provide um, hosting events and retreats. So worldwide events, we bring people together and we really cater to health and fitness. Nice. You kind of mix that technology aspect to the human factor by bringing people together into events. Yeah. Very nice. Now, self-care is a buzzword that's been thrown around, right? And we hear often out these days, but it's an indication that people are resetting their priorities, right? Have you seen more people devoting more time to themselves, uh, the working out, the unwinding, taking time off work, really focusing on themselves and, and, and saying, listen, this is the trend now. I need to get in shape or I need to, I need to, to get healthy. I love that question. I think the word self-care is so important. And when we think about that, it is unwinding and it is becoming more conscious and giving ourselves times not just to work out, but to meditate and look after our mental, physical and emotional well-being. So after the pandemic, I feel that people are now learning more about that. So, George, how good are you at at self-care? It's a good question, Georgia. And you know what? I think it comes in, in batches and phases. So there are, there are, I, I gauge my general health, um, with mental health. So when I'm feeling a bit down, I'm feeling a bit depressed and I'm feeling like I don't have the energy. I usually have a very energetic person in general, a very social person in general. When I feel that that part of my life is down or on, I would say on the decline, I know that I need to take care of something, right? So whether it's taking care of myself, uh, you know, whether it's mental health, whether it's physical health, whether it's shedding a few pounds or a few kilos or, or anything. And I'm not ashamed to say it, right? I'm a, I'm a bit overweight. And and, uh, and that sometimes uh, puts me in, puts my mental state in, in a bit of a, in a bit of a tired state, if you want. So I go and, and shed a few kilos and get back in a bit of a, of a shape. And that always helps. Um, the, it's difficult in today's world to take the time to look after yourself. Um, we are, our brains are, are, are busy with so many things, whether it's social media, whether it's work, whether it's the news, whether it's uh, all these apps that we're going through. I mean, I'm, I'm addicted to my phone. Again, not, not, you know, I'm, I'd say it's a coming out today, right? So I'm, 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 I'm loving right. this. Yeah. So I'm addicted to my phone. I'm, you know, my wife is always, you know, she's always after me, get off social media, get off this, get off that. With work, I mean, I'm connected 24 seven, you know, emails going back and forth, WhatsApps and all that. When does your brain rest? If you do not force it, or yeah. if you not force yourself to go into rest mode or to go into well-being mode, it can hurt you. And we don't realize it. We think we're tough. We think we're strong. We think, you know, I, I can take all this. But it does catch up to you. It does catch up yeah. to you sooner or later. So it's very, very important. And I'm realizing it more and more to actively or proactively go and give myself this self-care or this well-being uh, time. Do you, Ruba, do you get sort of case studies? Do you have certain people that you help throughout their wellness journey from start to finish, so to speak? Yes, I've had actually many. And it's I think that's the component that's shifted my focus from not just the physical training component, but now being a mentor for these women in particular, which is my focus. I've seen them come with such defeated 
mentalities from their personal experiences, whether it's how they looked or relationships in their lives, and giving them the guidance and tools on what they can do to improve their mental health, like simple practices. We're all really busy, right? So doing 10-minute meditations, going on a walk, visualization, these simple tools done consistently, and consistency is the key here, really had an impact on how they felt. When they felt better, they performed better. They were more likely to go work out. So the key really was getting to the root of the cause of the issue. And that's why these practices help them slow down and pay more attention to their mental well-being. I'm really interested in how your business uh, centers around both your expertise, but obviously also your personality. Now, does that put quite a lot of strain on you? Because obviously, you know, you have to perform every day as well because uh, because you are part of the product, so to speak. Yes, that's a great question. It actually had a significant impact because I was overworking and doing more and just having this mentality of I have to, I must. And there was a point where I was forced to stop and take that time to look after my mental well-being. Now, Robo, let's talk a bit of business here. Now, the wellness industry is bound to grow exponentially. How are you going to capitalize as a business on that? What's next for you? And there's no shame in talking business and talking money and talking growth and talking profit. So how are you as a business going to take advantage of this exponential growth that's coming? Because we see it. I just downloaded an intermittent fasting app last night, paid 20 bucks for it. I never, I never pay for an app before. I, I, I hate paying for apps, but I said, you know what? It'll help me. So how are you going to capitalize on this boom? I think that the most important thing to put into perspective is who you're catering to. And for me in the Middle East in particular, we're seeing a rise in women, Middle Eastern women and a majority of women looking after their health and being Middle Eastern myself. There is a mentality that they need to adopt in order to really achieve sustainable results. So to capitalize on this, it's providing a product and a service that integrates the mind, body and soul collectively to make it simple and effective. Because as you mentioned earlier, we're all very busy. We don't have the time to meditate and work out and eat good. So how do we provide a product and a service that can give the solution? I want to ask you a question that I've always that I've always wondered. I don't know if we have time, Georgia, for a quick one. Um, do we have more of a well-being culture in Dubai than anywhere than other places in the world? I know you've been in the U.S. and you've been around these places. I always, every time I go to the beach on on, on a weekend, I'm like, you know, everybody's so fit. Everybody's everybody. You know, I've I've never met as many, for example, vegans or as many as many people that are you know uh, into their healthy eating than I have here. Is it more here than than other places, or is it just a, a perception? I must say there is an emphasis here that there, there's definitely a focus on health and well-being, but I have seen it um, to this degree in Florida and Miami, um, but in the Middle East in general, it's probably the most I've seen it here. Like I've been in Jordan, Egypt, Turkey, but in Dubai in particular, it's growing substantially. Certainly, they're an incredibly a credible mix of very glamorous ladies at my gym. I have to say, I've, I've, every time I go, I feel sort of slightly uninspired by these Amazonians surrounding me. Uh, Ruba, amazing to speak to you. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, lovely to hear about how you're developing your business in the wellness sector. Uh, Ruba Ali, public figure, health coach and entrepreneur with nearly 2 million followers on Instagram. Make sure you check her out. Thank you so much for your time. Really Thank you appreciate so much. It. Thanks, Ruba. You're listening to Starting Up on the Agenda on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Virtue Zone, business set up 
with no regrets. We are talking wellness. And one of the things that people have started during the pandemic was basically fixing their bodies. They took the time away from the office. They recalibrated their thoughts about wellness and fitness. Uh, And they probably just bought those really technical chairs as well. Uh, But the UAE hasn't got a shortage of experts that can help with sorting yourself out from alternative medicine practitioners to physiotherapists and wellness coaches. Have a listen to this. This is Chris Rye. He's the co-founder of Joint Space. Uh, He's also an osteopath and naturopath. And he thinks COVID-19 has made people prioritise their health. Previous to 2020, as practitioners and doctors, we often felt that health took a backseat. However, when we were faced with this feeling of vulnerability from the virus, the proposition that perhaps our health was not so optimal seemed to lead a lot of people to change their mindset and put being healthy back at the top of their list of priorities. And this was not just in regards to physical health, but mental health also. So those in our community, we realized that they wanted to become much more knowledgeable and educated in how to look after themselves. And we found that the desire of our patients to learn, fix injuries that they've had and and how to move and age better has increased significantly. Okay, so that was Chris Ray, who is the co-founder of Joint Space. And I've kept George Hajeji, the CEO of VirtuZone, in the studio with me to give this interview a little bit of business gravitas. But also joining us is Carl Darian. Now, he's a flexotherapy expert at FlexoFix. They opened the clinic in March 2021. And since then, they've been addressing people's aches and niggles. Hello there, Carl. Thank you for joining us in the studio. Thank you very much. Lovely to have you with us. We're still not used to the idea of people coming in. And I know that George has got a million one questions for you, haven't you, George? I do. I do. Actually, quite quite oddly, Georgia, Carl and I met doing our motorcycle classes together. We're doing our driver's license. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and, <laughs> and, and, and I see him today in the studio, so it's quite funny. Does to he see look him different? Without, although so I suppose the headphones crush your say, cheeks a, a bit. I must don't say they? he's a much better rider than I am. I mean, he's he's a, he's an expert rider. He's been riding for years, and I really look like a goof out there. But hey, you no, be I careful on those motorbikes. Yes, it's yes, dangerous out there. Absolutely, absolutely. Anyway, uh, Carl, tell us a bit about flexotherapy um, and the kinds of treatments that you offer at the clinic. What's flexotherapy, first of all? Uh, all right, so flexotherapy is a therapy that we've uh, created. It's uh, the realignment of the body through the muscular chain. So we realized that it's extremely important for people to understand the value and the importance of muscle functionality and movement. We've seen years and years uh, with the experience of our team, uh, we're all uh, athletes and we've all competed in diverse uh, disciplines. Uh, And we've seen that people kept getting injured and people wouldn't understand on how to pass that threshold of getting better. Or it could be someone that doesn't even move. The understanding of proper functionality of the muscle is something that we've overseen and uh, people use their uh, natural state and, you know, their uh, auto drive to be able to move. So uh, we've created this to be able to release any tension and realign the body and uh, remove all compensations and... uh, imbalances. Let me ask you a question that I'm sure everybody's asking himself, which I'm sure you get often as well. What's the difference between a flexotherapist, a chiropractor, and an osteopath, for example? Excellent question. So I get this all the time from my clients. Sure you do. (laughs) Uh, What we work on is we work on muscular movement and muscular imbalances. So the chiropractors, the osteopath will work on uh, releasing the tension from the joints into the muscle. What we work on is restructuring the muscle memory. Now, every day, every single day that we've uh, moved around, we educate our muscles to work in a certain way. 
uh, we tend to be pushed to be able to do something differently and to use different muscles than we're supposed to because of muscle weakness or because of a trauma or whatnot. So the most important thing is resetting that muscle memory to function properly so we don't have these imbalances. So it's mostly an educational part of the muscle. So we do this on a massage table. We make sure that people are on zero gravity, no push, no pull, and uh, we move uh, the joints and we move uh, the, mo- the legs and arms and whatnot in specific directions to be able to reset that. For our listeners, what is a typical case that you would be able to help tremendously, for example? So one of the most common ones that we've seen in the past couple of weeks is bulging discs, uh, lower back problems, or it could be uh, uh, traps and shoulder problems because of the neck. Uh, like you just mentioned that uh, people uh, are extremely uh, a huge amount of workers here and everyone sits down in an office most of the time. Everything's electronic. Uh, we work from home, so we tend to sit a little bit more on uncomfortable positions. So, yeah, bulging disc is something that we've, uh, we, we were really successful helping by releasing tension, uh, decompression work, uh, and, of course, uh, just releasing all that, 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 uh, that tension. Uh, there's one thing also that we want to tap in is the nervous system. Intrinsically, the nervous system is linked to the muscular chain, and uh, opening up the nervous system and the kinetic chain helps kind of also reset the muscle memory. It's so funny. George and I are both like trying to sit up a bit straighter. Yeah. <laughs> Did you notice that? When you no, he was I'm, saying we sit all the time. I, I was, was like, doing the same. <laughs> like, we're all like, we're just sort of readjusting yeah. our own spines. I started moving from side to side when you started speaking. Um, so, okay. So, Carl, uh, sorry. So, so um, Carl, tell me about uh, how this is sort of making for good business for you, basically, because uh, we've got people in Dubai, they're the most overworked in the world, they've clearly got all these issues that you've described. Are they coming to you? Are they are there problems helping you make money ultimately? Uh, yes, uh, we are growing. We are forever growing. We're super happy that so far we've we were able to uh, cover 145 clients. Uh, everyone, every single one of them was a success story. So we're very happy with that. Uh, we are expanding into a much bigger office. Uh, we have created this amazing experience. So we are, we're going to have different uh, different offerings and different therapies that we're going to, we're going to include, and that's going to make a beautiful experience for the for the clients. And they're all going to be interlinked, and that is going to be what is going to make it very different. So I'm really interested by that. You you solve people's problems. You said 145 people, so you don't just keep them coming for weeks on end. You no. actually solve the issue. Absolutely. So this is what. What makes us also very different than everyone else is that uh, our main motto is we give you control of your own body back, you know, so uh, we don't make you dependent on us. We educate you to understand how your body function, what is extremely important for your body, and then go on with that. After every session, you're going to have exercises to do, and these will become a bit more of a natural thing for you to do every single day. So uh, because we're resetting muscle memory, that's why it's so important and because you're doing most of the work and not us. So all I'm doing is guiding you into the proper movement and then you're doing it. That helps body-mind connection and awareness. And of course, the muscle memory will be reset and function properly. What are the, what are the issues that you see the most uh, amongst your patients? Uh, I'm going to say lower back problem is my number one, yeah. my number one uh, problem. Yeah. And then it's going to be neck and shoulders next. Okay. So. My husband would be the, the lower back situation. And yeah. I think most people... My wife as well. As well. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. There you go. Um, well, I'm very pleased to hear that the business is going well. I really like your business model where you actually make people better. Uh, although, of course, that means that you can't then make a 
profit from them on a regular basis. Like, although I suppose then you get word of mouth and people, more people will come Absolutely. to you. Absolutely, yeah. So that, that's the sort of business model yeah. you're going with, which I approve of. Are you guys, are you guys approved by insurance, Carl, or no? So now, now that we had our uh, license approved by DHA, so we'll be, we'll be able to start having insurance and we'll be able to start having people. Fantastic. So our people to know. Are, yeah. uh, our, our solutions will be, will be able to be covered by the that. The amount of people that I know that live with lower back problems and that just let it linger and linger yeah. and linger is incredible. I don't know why uh, people are afraid of back problems. They're afraid of being you, told they need an operation or something and, and, and they freak out about it. So. Our, yeah. our most recent client uh, has had a bulging disc and uh, said that, you know, Carl, this is either you are going to do something about it or I'm going under the, under the knife in yeah. two days. And I said, you lose nothing to come and try a session. So we've yeah. done a session. And after two sessions, I'm very happy that she's back in the gym doing everything she has. She's gone to the scans and so far she's, she's been Fantastic. four months in, back in the gym and not a single problem. Where Good. do people reach you if they, wanna, yeah. if they want a consultation? So on our Instagram page, you can send us a message on Instagram and we also have our website. You can book in from the website. And of course... What's the Instagram or the website? So it's FlexoFix. So Flexo.fix. Brilliant. That'll be in the Instagram account. Amazing. Carl, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you so pleasure much for coming into the studio. Carl Darian there, the flexotherapy expert at FlexoFix. You're listening to Starting Up on the Agenda on Dubai Eye 103.8. With VirtuZone. Business set up with no regrets. Hello there. Welcome back to Starting Up. We're in partnership with VirtuZone and we are here to discuss all the hot topics of the day for entrepreneurs and small and medium-sized business owners. Now, I've kept George Hojage, the CEO of VirtuZone, in the studio with me. Uh, we like to have a little bit of business gravitas. He asks the numbers questions. I ask the uh, the sort of, you know, the hi, how are you doing questions. <laughs> uh, and you might not be familiar with our next guest personally, but you have definitely used the app that she co-developed and owns. It is, of course, InstaShop, the leading online marketplace for supermarkets, pharmacies, pet shops and other businesses in the Middle East. In 2020, it was acquired by Delivery Hero. They're a Berlin-based global takeaway giant for a whopping 360 million US dollars, making it one of the region's largest acquisitions and making this lady's time very valuable indeed and we're very very pleased that uh, Joanna has agreed to come into the studio. Uh, Joanna Angelidaki is the co-founder and chief marketing officer of InstaShop and is sitting opposite me right now. Hello Joanna, how are you? Hi Georgia, you got me so excited. Well we're excited <laughs> to have you in the studio. Your app is now available in nine countries, count them, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> Uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. You were born in Greece. You have a marketing degree. What brought you to Dubai? So, yes, I was born in an island actually of uh, Greece, Crete. So, um, you know, the typical summer is by the beach. Uh, I kind of have a marketing degree, but not exactly. So I'm a mechanical engineer, quite far from what I'm doing. But I always, you know, had this uh, bug. Um, I came to Dubai. I think I'm here like five years so far, only five. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. At the beginning, I was working remotely. That's very quick. Zero to three hundred sixty million, Georgia. That's <laughs> I, very no, quick. No, I mean, I've been here seven years. Puts me to shame. I've got about six pounds ninety in my account. <laughs> you know what? On on that on on that on that, there's there's a story that's very interesting, and I would like you to share that story with us because people think that as I just did that, cracked that joke, that it's just, you know, you come in zero to, zero, you know, zero to 360 in five years and everything you do just works and it's great and whatever. Um, you and co-founder John Tioris, uh, sorry, yes. who's the CEO of the company, made an app called Vound. 
before before InstaShop, I think. And that wasn't successful. Why do you think that was the case? And, and tell us a bit about that story because it, it, it's important for people to realize yeah. that it's okay if you fail. You just get up and you try again and, and sooner or later you will succeed. Actually, we were very lucky to have failed first in order to get to InstaShop. So it's like a prerequisite. Like you said, there's always like so much um, fluff and like stardust around entrepreneurship. Like, you know, um, no more nine to five, uh, do what you love and uh, you will never work a day in your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is also cool, but no one talks about the failures. No one talks about how hard it is. No one talks on how I haven't had vacations for six Seven years and counting. Wow, wow. that's um, very interesting. But it's all part of uh, it's part of the journey. So, Vound we started 2013. It was very very different from uh, Insta Shop. Both me and John had this like uh, this bug that you want to do more, you want to create, uh, you want to like explore what you can do, and we started. Um, we started at, at, at that time, it was also the hype of social. So we said, you know, what's better than a social network and what's better than yeah. uh, marketing it globally, which for a person, me, no shade to myself. My background was I was a secretary. That was my first job. Then I studied marketing by myself. I did freelancing and then boom, social network. I did not have the, 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 the tools and experience needed. So... Vound, you started it, it was a complete failure, and you yeah. said to yourself, the best thing to do is now to start again. Yes, so it, we were actually... You weren't discouraged by the failure, you weren't... Um, looking back, I don't know how we managed, to be honest. We were, we were 2015 on like the verge of bankruptcy, because we invested money, of time, course, course. we quit our jobs with John... So we were literally on the verge. We had a call with John and we were discussing what to do, what to do. And all of a sudden he says, "Ah, my supermarket order again. You know, they keep getting it wrong. Wait a minute. What if we pivot? And then I was like, okay. And thinking back, it sounds so easy, but it's so hard letting go of something that you put so much time on. But it was uh, it was the right decision. That's that's a great story, actually. That that's is a, an amazing yeah. story. The germination of the idea, just yeah. coming from a genuine inconvenience in one of your lives. Okay. But I mean, to go from there to the three hundred and sixty <laughs> million, you know, to orchestrate that idea into what is essentially a, a services sector with a lot of moving parts. I mean, you said that you didn't have the experience for the social media, but did you have the experience for the managing thousands of bikes moving in opposite directions and picking up from supermarkets and dropping off in other places? Yeah. yeah. How did you learn that? How did, what, what was the germination of that company? How did it start? It was a very steep learning curve. It still is, actually. It's, you learn every day. It never stops. Um, I mean, and throughout the journey, since before Vound, there are, you know, big failures, big successes. And for every single thing, you learn something. And the good thing, which I think made a difference for InstaShop, is that we started and we're still expanding hyper-locally. So we started with no app at all. Uh, we started with just selling the idea to a local supermarket and then we developed the app, very basic. And then we developed it more based on what our users wanted. So I think this is the key on starting small, analyzing the market and then slowly, slowly learn and evolve. 
Joanna, I want you to, to, to focus here and think with me because I really want the right answer to this. Ooh. At what point did you realize that this project was going to be a big hit? Uh, me, me, me? You, yes. What, what, uh, there, there must have been some point where you said, my God, we might, we might do very well here or we might explode and become huge. You know, it has, we, we've always discussed this with the team on the potential, but because we are always running and we're always on our toes, I, you don't exactly realize it because that means also that we're never comfortable, right? But when you ask me that and I look back, we got our first investment, for example, 2016, less than a year from when we launched, cause, and that's amazing, right? We got featured in Forbes 2016. So if I look back, I think, oh, listen, it was obvious, small things. And then, of course, Delivery Hero came and that was a token of success. You take a moment, you stop and you say, okay, that's huge. Speaking of Delivery Hero, did they find you or did you actively look for an acquirer or is, what, is it a mix of both where you were kind of looking around and then they heard that you were looking around? How did that happen? Yeah, we weren't actually. The thing is, the same team from day one as today with us. So we were always on the long term. So, for example, the, the, the developer who made this app the, the day one, which is so, so simple, he's now head of iOS. So... Everyone is here, so we were all for the long run. And then Delivery Hero came, and we thought, huh, wait, this is the industry leader. And we met them, and we saw that we like, because it's also personal, right? Of course. So, yeah, we considered the, 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 the potential and uh, went for it. Fantastic. How, how much do you think of your success is down to the marketing strategy, which, of course, you had your kind of marketing degree and how much of it was due to the practicalities of actually getting the bikes on the ground and learning the local habits mm. um it's it's a mix of everything actually um i would say marketing wise our strategy has changed so much which makes sense because it goes hand in hand with how the industry involves and which is ever changing and it also depends on the company level at that moment right yeah So it was and your budgets, of course, <laughs> for sure, yeah. definitely. And we've always been lean, right? Because we're here for the long run. So I would say the most important thing is, first of all, being aware and being flexible, whatever it is. Is it marketing? Is it operations? Whatever it is, you need to be aware of what's happening around you in the industry. Super. What's the next big thing uh, after InstaShop now? Any plans? Any, any, anything in the talks? Any ideas? After, after InstaShop? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're here. We're yeah. not going anywhere. So, you're, so, you're, so now with, with the acquisition, you're staying and, yes, and you're yes. continuing. For, yes, you you the, think there's a lot of space still to grow. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The team is still here. We're growing. Did you know we're delivering in Greece? No, so, I did not know that. So I'm combining vacations with, uh, you know, with work <laughs> That's in great. Greece. I, I think you really need to develop Mykonos for a few months. <laughs> yes. Oh, then, and then do Ibiza. I mean, people love things being delivered to Ibiza. <laughs> uh, we're taking notes. Yeah, excellent. Brilliant. Amazing. Thank you. 
you so much for your time. Really, thank you for coming in. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you and to to hear about your inspirational story. And you're incredibly modest in your success. Uh, and and we we love that. It's, and it's can I just awesome. do a quick shout out yeah. to Renard, who used to be yes. with us and who's now with InstaShop. She used to be an intern when she started with Virtuzone and Marketing. And I'm very, we're very happy with her that now she's with InstaShop. We get the best people. Under yeah. the auspices of Joanna. Yes, exactly. Thank there you both. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Joanna Angelidaki is the fa- co-founder and chief marketing officer of InstaShop. She's a complete inspiration and it's been fabulous having her in the studio. This is Starting Up on the Agenda on Dubai Eye 103.8. With VirtuZone, business setup with no regrets. Okay, so I'm not going to hang around because we've only got four more minutes with George Hajaj, CEO of VirtuZone. Lots of questions coming in for him. Let's start with Ren Jans. Do you help with bringing employees in from another country into the UAE and issuing them with a visa? Is it challenging to do that? George, the perennial question. Uh, we we do it all. I mean, uh, we have some 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 companies want to bring some employees from overseas. That's not a problem because we can apply for their visas and then and get get their visa permits out and then bring them in. Um, there are some companies that want to apply for visas for people who are already in the country. So that's 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 doable as well. Um, in general, uh, no. I mean, it's not challenging to do one or the other. It's quite uh, straightforward. Uh, we will help you with what's the best way to do it and. And, and the most time efficient way to do it. Visas cost money, basically, don't they? Of course they do. I mean, uh, everything costs money uh, <laughs> in this world. So, so, so uh, you get your license. After your license, for every visa that you need, there's a certain charge to be paid, and um, and we take care of it from you from A to Z. Brilliant. Okay, so Beth has sent this message in on WhatsApp. Uh, have a listen to this. What sort of license do I need to set up an events company? I plan to organize small meetings and birthday parties. Thank you. That's an interesting question. As um, as you you know, as 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 is the case a lot in our industry, it's not a straightforward answer. Um, what I would say, the best answer to this question is the the best license to have if you're doing a manage uh, an event management company is a mainland license. Before you couldn't own it at 100 percent. Today you can own that mainland license at 100 percent. That allows you also, if you're doing events, uh, uh, you need to, in some cases you need to get uh, permits from the DTCM, the Dubai Tourism. Um, and uh, that allows you to do that. If you're doing it in hotels, uh, the hotels many times will go and get that permit for you. So you could theoretically set up in a free zone, uh, and 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 then you know if you're doing your events in hotels and so on, they would go and get the, the Dubai tourism permit for you. If not, then you would be you would have to set up on the mainland, which is probably the best option to do from the start because sooner or later you're going to be ev- doing events in non hotels or in places that where where you re- you actually need to apply for that for that permit. So uh, definitely, if if I had one answer to give, I'd say do a Dubai mainland uh, events management company, and then you can you can own it 100 percent now. And that's the best way forward for you. Interesting there that, you know, even at the very beginning of just setting up your company, just starting up, you need to already think about, you know, potential expansion and potential future moves. And Georgia, to be honest, this is one of the values added uh, of, of working with companies like us to set up because we know what the w- which questions to ask, yeah. right? People think that, oh, I just want to start now and start doing business because I have a contract in hand and I want to build and I want to open a bank account and this and that. Yeah, but what's your plan a year ahead? What's your plan two years, three years? Do you want an office? How many employees do you 
you want? Are you going to be selling for more than $100,000? Are you going to be doing this? Are you going to be doing that? So many people come to us and say, yeah, you know what? I started up a company here and then this is not good for me anymore. I need to start up a new one. Can I switch from one to the other? You cannot. Once you've done your company, the history of that license is what you have. You cannot switch from one license to the other, contrary to what people think. You cannot switch from one jurisdiction to the other. Whenever you're starting a new license, it's a new license and you lose the history of your old company. Interesting stuff. My goodness, I'm learning so much about uh, setting up companies and and becoming an entrepreneur on the program today. Uh, You kind of get the buzz. Uh, by the end of this program, each week, I always have a slight buzz. I'm like, what can I do? What can I do? What can I start up? What can I start up? What can I start up? Amazing. Uh, George GH, as ever, fantastic. Thank you for coming into the studio, CEO of Virtue Zone. Thank you for being my co-host, my co-partner. Thank you, Georgia. It was a pleasure. It was good to be back. I missed it. Ah, uh, Yes, indeed. I wanted to say co-pilot then because I've seen Top Gun recently. That well, works. That works. works. We're going to run with it. Uh, absolute pleasure. The starting up will be back in one week's time.